Hey, I'm Victor. And I'm Carl. We are both INTPs looking to do this podcast, INTP Growth and Humanity, to help other INTPs and people who are looking to understand our type. Some terms you will hear for reference, the cognitive stack of an INTP, TI, which means introverted thinking or accuracy, and E, which means extroverted intuition or exploration, SI, which means introverted sensing or memory, and FE, which means extroverted feeling or harmony. We met on an INTP subreddit and decided to do this podcast to try and help out other people who have similar struggles. If you can comment, please do and help us help. We hope you enjoy listening to this first podcast. All right, so Victor, what's something you've been struggling with? So like what, what I'm kind of going through right now as an INTP um, is I currently am overthinking a speech that I know is not nearly as big of a deal as I'm making it, but I'm being super perfectionist for no reason. <laughs> Even though, even though I have an A in the class and I know I'm going to get at least a B, but I'm still like freaking out over this thing. (laughs) Why do you want it to be so perfect? Like what, what, what's behind making it perfect? Like, what is that? Why does that matter to you? I don't, I don't know. It's just like, what is, I mean, I know that, I know that it's because of TI and and introverted thinking and, and that whole deal. It's just like, I don't know, I guess. I guess I put a lot of like self worth into into like making sure that something's flawless. Like I, I'm not I I wasn't even thinking about the grade portion of it until like earlier this evening. I was just thinking of making it exactly how I needed it to be and like making sure it was perfect and not thinking. I didn't, I forgot I was even getting a grade on it. It was just like I was in my own head and I just had to get this thing done. Um, and so I guess that's why I don't I don't I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating at times. It has its it has its um it has its strengths being you know a perfectionist, but it definitely gets in the way sometimes for us. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, it can you know you you can go down rabbit holes with it, uh, and in some ways that's good where you can kind of find patterns that aren't seen otherwise, but. Uh, and then you get, you know, explaining every detail when you try to tell oh, yeah. about it. And, uh, like, INTPs, like, I have a, like, one of my concerns was, like, man, like, other INTPs I have a really hard time listening to or even, like, dealing with sometimes. Like, I, in some ways, we relate, but at the same time, it's like we get on our, each other's nerves, like, having to just listen to the details. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I no, I totally get that. And like the one thing, so I've only met, I've only talked to a few INTPs, and I had the same experience where like I, I was like, I get you, I know where you're coming from, but I also like can't stand you right now. <laughs> and like the biggest, the biggest thing for me, and I don't know, I, I I might come off this way, and I just don't realize it, but I don't seem nearly as like argumentative and like opinionated as like your stereotypical INTP and um and and what I've kind of noticed with TI is that and I heard this analogy in a couple different places but how we'll take um like one starting block uh, like of logic and then just like build this entire just like logic tower of like okay if this happens then that and then this and that and this and that but if that if that foundation is off then your entire point or your entire view on something is totally flawed but we have we we could not even see that you know (laughs) we can't yeah it's uh cool it's 
it's I guess the strength and the the kind of downfall of the personality type. You know, we we can really see problems and issues with other like how other people are doing things, but we don't know how to tell them without them attacking us. And one of the things I, I've been on Reddit, you know, that's how we met this on Reddit is like. I, I want to help other INTPs because I honestly, I don't think we're a rare personality type. I I think we're actually a lot more common, but we're just, a lot of INTPs are on the, you know, the social outside or hiding in their mother's basement. And it, it, it comes from being misunderstood and, you know, getting in that TISI loop, you know, they're thinking about the same things over and over and over again, and they never get out. They never explore, and it, it, before I knew Myers Briggs, like I knew I loved to explore, but I would get into you know my modes of hating the world and being bitter towards people because they just never understood me. And anytime I tried to help, I'd get punched in the jaw because I would you know criticize, and that's how that's how we help. We we criticize like, hey man, you're you're smoking way too much weed, and you it's making you depressed. And, you know, you tell that to someone and they flip out, you cut them to the bone because they know it's true, but at the same time, they don't want to face it. And so they attack you and call you stupid and, you know, you're a dumbass and you're autistic and you don't know what you're thinking. And just what I've been telling people on the the Reddit INTP is like, INTPs, we need to have strong jaws because we're going to get hit. Yeah, no, and, 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 so for me, and I'll be curious to see what you think about this, because um, I mean I know that this has been floated around as a criticism of INTPs at certain points, um, you know, or at least places that I've seen, and I know this goes for some other types too. Um, but I know for me at least, I have a hard time taking criticism, a really hard time taking criticism, um, not necessarily because I think I'm like a thousand percent right. But it's almost it's almost like I'm so worried that I'm wrong that if you point it out, I'm like I like I crumble, you know, like internally. <laughs> your ego falls and your the F E goes away. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and then and then what will happen is I'll just be like, Okay, you, you must not get it because I'm so worried that you might be right. I'm like, no, you you just don't get it. You don't get it. I don't need you. And then yeah, I'll really go in terms of in TI and just kind of really hone in on that and totally leave Effie in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and like the one thing and like this is the one thing that I've noticed and I'll be curious to see what you think about it um, is that for me, it's very like at this point, I'm, you know, I'm working on Effie and it's not it's not always a hindrance. Sometimes it's a strength, but I can still turn it off really easily. What do you mean? Like I, I can re- I can really turn it off in terms of like, um, not caring about connecting with other people or like you know being aware of other people. I can totally turn it off and just go into my TISA loop like that if I want to, you know. Like it's like it's it it's easier for me just like where you can't really turn TI off. It's always there, but because Effie's obviously weaker, I can totally shut it down. So you can you can strangle your your three year old inferior child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah. Uh, well, the the first one, uh, there's times where I, I get criticized, and I think for me, it's 
if I have a trouble with a criticism, it's because I don't think the criticism is exactly on point. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, uh, you know, I'm older than you, so I, uh, I guess I have maybe a little bit more experience of, you know, sometimes you just need to listen to it because it might not be completely right, but there might be some truths to it and things you can work on, and you just have to kind of brush the stuff off that's not right. Uh, you know, they're they're calling you arrogant because you know you you really are smart and you really know how to you know tell them where they're wrong, and they they're taking it as arrogance and you know, but they're telling you, hey man, you're you're not really communicating effectively, but you're also an arrogant ass. So. The the part of the that criticism would be like, okay, I need to work on my communication, but you just called me an arrogant ass when I'm trying to help you. So you know, and then that that's you know, you get into your demon mode or whatever. You, <laughs> yeah, and it you don't like it. Um, and then the the second one, the fe, I I I don't know if I, I I'm in depth as you are with the actual like cognitive stack in that sense of being able to turn the FE like what do you mean by turning it off like give me an example so I'll put it this way so like say for example I am working on a new idea so like any pops up with an idea extrovert intuition pops up with an idea and I I'm ready to jump on it right um, and so then I I figure out whatever um, system that I need to figure out with with TI and SI, right? And then um, somebody calls and wants to hang out, and I haven't talked to them in like two weeks, and I I might be really close to them, and I know that I should at least like at least call them back and be like, oh no, I can't. I will ignore that. I I will ignore. I'm like I'm busy right now. Um, I like I have this idea, and I need to work it out. I need to TI work it out. And that's what's at the top. That's what's most important to me. And, and that's my world right now. And on, on another day, on another, like, say, for example, if an idea hadn't popped up um, and I was just doing my thing and that person called, then I might be like, OK, I don't feel like hanging out right now, but I'm at least going to call them back and, like, set up a date or at least respond to them. Yeah. But when I'm when I'm in that zone, um, because it's it's for me, F.E. takes energy for INTPs, F.E. takes energy. So it's kind of as simple as saying. I don't feel like expending that energy right now. So that's what I mean by turning it off. It's a lot easier. I, I definitely, you know, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, like cutting out the world and like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. The world could be burning and on fire. And, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, it, it'd be cool. Like I'm, I'm fine. I'm just thinking like I'm stuck in my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely, I even found, um, cause like you mentioned the TISI loop. I found, I find myself, um, I find myself there quite, often i mean i i get out pretty quickly like I'll, I'll notice that i'm in that space and then i'll leave it immediately um but i do find myself kind of flirting with that you know whole mindset and i really kind of it, it, i noticed it maybe a couple months ago but i really noticed how even like ne which is supposed to be the you know obviously our auxiliary function i even noticed to me that was a struggle and it, it took energy to pursue new ideas and even like any new ideas that came to me that, you know, I thought might be cool that I came up with on my own. I kind of immediately shot shot them down and almost kind of used extroverted sensing as like a stand in and I and said, OK, well, I already know how that's going to work out and it's not going to work out well. And I would just kind of not even not even see the idea through and just kind of shoot it down and just 
work on the same project that I've been working on forever that is is not perfect, and so I couldn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Spinning my wheels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I. Uh, so se your extroverted sensing you said that like you use that like that's our trickster function like how... oh oh no i i said i said si i might have accidentally said oh, yeah. i said us uh, yeah no 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 yeah like, <laughs> no no se SC. SC. i have no <laughs> se anywhere near me <laughs> uh, get, oh i get trapped in my mind all the time when i'm in conversations like not i, I guess not trapped but i'll lose myself in a, in a, like, someone will start talking and, like, I'll, I'll generally want to be in a conversation with them, but then they start talking about, like, like, I guess some kind of, like, gossip about someone that I'm not really interested about. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll just, like, go, like, okay, well, man, that girl that I, you know, met at the restaurant that I went and explored last Sunday, which is actually a real example, uh, <laughs> Like, I, I start thinking about, like, man, when am I going to go back and see her and try and get a number? Like, <laughs> and then, like, but, like, it, but the conversation's been dragging on, like, for, you, you know, a, a minute. And then, like, I'm, I I catch myself and I realize, like, oh, crap, I'm not paying attention to the conversation. Uh, smile and nod. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like I guess that's the TIS. What what would you call that? Like what is that? I I would say that's probably I probably would say that's in in the realm of SE trickster. Um, and 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 you know if anyone's listening who doesn't know what that is, um, it's it's basically the fact that we don't really have extroverted sensing, um, and that it's really quite it's really quite low in our function totem pole. So it's actually really hard for us to even um interact with that function at all you know the awareness of other people's experience um i i would i would definitely say it's something in that area i think also because uh, i think also when fe inferior isn't really working or at least you know you're not interacting with it i feel like sometimes you can kind of use fe as a stand-in for se um and saying like okay how does does this person seem engaged you know on an emotional level like do they want to talk to me right now or are they interested in what I'm saying? So when neither of those two functions are on, then I think we can, you know, it's very hard to get a gauge on what people actually are thinking or feeling in the moment. Yeah, it's that we don't know how we make them feel, and it, we don't know how they're feeling, and we don't know how we're making them feel. And uh, we we seek the harmony. We want harmony in the situation, and we strive for it. That FE that that's my understanding of FE is like looking for harmony in situations. Like if someone's mad and like we can actually like think about it, be like pick it up, not have to sense it. Like oh, they are mad. Something bad happened to them today, so they're mad. Uh, just we can understand that, but sensing somebody is is one of our biggest struggles and why we can't we don't like dealing with people and typically why INTPs, like I was saying earlier, we're not rare. We're just hiding. Yeah. I, de- I definitely think, I definitely think that's true. Um, 
because I think, and I think that um, SI kind of plays a, a part in the fact that like we, I think I think initially we try we we try to put our best foot forward and connect with people, and then if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't go perfectly how we imagined it in our head, because it took us so much energy to get to that point in the first place, so that if it doesn't work out. Um, we, we kind of store that in SI and we kind of let that haunt us and stop us from, from doing it again. And, um, and like what, what I've been trying to tell myself is that like when I feel SI and like past experiences, like taking over like new ones and my feelings on them is like, I try to remind myself that every, every new situation, it's completely new. Like even if there are similarities, even if things happened in the past, but like objectively, I can't, approach it the exact same way or predict that the same thing is going to happen every situation's different and i think that kind of stops me from like jumping ship immediately right when i might have a bad feeling about it so jumping ship when you have a bad feeling about say that one more time uh no yeah no so i was just saying um approach like approaching every social situation or just a situation in general that didn't really work out before that you know might have similarities like you know putting ourselves out there when you know relationships or friendships might not have worked out in the past so now we're kind of hiding as INTPs um, what I've been trying to do recently is when I'm looking into a new friendship or looking in you know just connecting with someone not letting those past failures kind of haunt me in you know this new experience and not just totally giving up on this you know exploring this new experience because Things didn't work out in the past because I owe it to myself to approach every new situation at face value, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Have you ever found yourself getting attached to somebody? Like, getting attached to, like, a certain friend? All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think – and um, what, what has helped me with this uh, – because, yeah, the answer is an emphatic yes – what what is helping with this is actually uh being in person with them and hearing their voice and like actually seeing their face because if i'm not if i if i'm not seeing them on a real uh, on a daily basis not a daily basis on a like regular basis i will take i i will start making an idea of them in my head and latching onto that that has everything to do with the concept of them the idea of them and how i feel about them and and i pretty much kind of just take this idea of a person and kind of just throw it into my own inner world and all of a sudden they're not a real person anymore you know yeah yeah and then i get attached to that idea whatever they mean to me so if i'm hanging like i what one of my favorite types and one of the types i get along best with is an enfp so if i'm hanging out with an enfp and they've got their fi going on and they just they are who they are right and i kind of envy that because it's it's hard for us to be that way sometimes where we're just like this is how i feel um, I'll take that concept that these are these people who really are just so authentic and um, who just have FI all figured out. And I'll kind of instead of making, you know, looking at them as a person, I'll just say I love how talking to this person makes me feel and how I can learn from them and how they benefit me in terms of saying, oh, this is an actual person and not just something I'm trying to, to get something out of. Because, like, I, for me, for me, and, like, I, I've noticed this about myself and I've had to stop myself, is that um, I, especially knowing about M MBTI, I will sometimes pursue people. And by pursue people, I mean, like, platonically. 
um, I'll pursue people that I know I would benefit from. Like, oh, they they have TE at the TE at the top. I know I could use that. <laughs> you know, and and, and so it, it even though I know that we're gonna connect from a compatibility standpoint, in some ways, it still is almost like this is a resource that I'm just trying to get, and I have to stop myself from doing that sometimes. Yeah, because you you. I guess getting to goals for us is more of like a logical, just kind of like a, a process than like a, a feeling like, oh, I feel like this. So I'm gonna, I, I feel like my heart wants this. It's like, it is not kind of something that we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I know I need the ENTJ woman because if I get the ENTJ woman, she's going to, you know, be a boss lady and I'm going to be able to tell her all the secrets of her, like, you know, the, the, give her information so that she can be a super boss lady <laughs> yeah <laughs> be super rich and have this you know super big house kind of <laughs> whatever uh, did, did, would you care about like what what has been your experience with like romance oh boy uh, so i i definitely did the infatuation thing i definitely got way way too invested um and attached and um yeah so like basically my, my experience has been from my end is just over attachment and the other the other person was never interested and um so I, I i've actually never been in an actual relationship so i will see i'm very interested to see what will happen when that happens um but I actually learned a lot about how I work from having those experiences. So like I'd be interested in someone like a close friend and I would sit on that for three to four years. And that's not a lie, like three to four years before I would actually like say, okay, Hey, I like you, whatever, you know, that whole thing. Um, and then, you know, get shot down. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and like, and I even, I've had to catch myself because anytime that that comes up now and if I'm interested in someone, I, I've had to make myself ask within like the first three months. Otherwise, I will let this um, like TI concept, again, I'll just, like I was saying, the pyramid before where I'm just building up this possibility and uh, building up, you know, this whole system of how I'm going to pursue this thing in my head when, oh, and also even just um, trying to convince myself, oh, I know this person's interested because I have all of this evidence why and, and totally putting logic into something that is not really logical i mean you can't that's the one thing that I've, I've really kind of noticed um with romance and just feelings in general is that it you, it really is hard to apply logic to it is one of those things you can't put percentages on that type of thing like oh i'm 60 percent sure this person likes me or whatever <laughs> it's ne it's never gonna work it's never gonna work <laughs> And if it does, you, you got lucky. You didn't actually. It's not an actual science because there is no science. People feel how they feel. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it, it's, it's a comfort thing. Like, uh, that that was actually my frustration in high school with dating was that a lot of things were just based on convenience. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was like, I'm dating this person because it's convenient and they're here. Like, me, I'm always, I've always been, like, the kind of the long shot guy, like, you know, it, it's not worth it unless it's like, you know, crazy kind of. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, because like what I've found. So I, I really I've only, only ever been interested in like uh, three people, two, three people. And um, each of those were very intense. And I was like, no, this is the person I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it and I, I definitely I found myself 
um, becoming possessive. Um, not in like a psycho way, but just like I, I found myself forgetting that this was an actual person and not just a goal that I was trying to achieve. Um, and, e and even like like attaching my self-worth to whether or not it works out or not. Yeah. And, and I've, I've found that and just with goals in general is that I'll do that a lot. And, and I, and I think that, I think that is, I think that's relatively normal within INTPs. Like, would, would you say that you've had that experience at certain points? What, like being the, the infatuation, like you're talking about? Well, like even, even just attaching, attaching your self-worth to your value. Um, like I'm having sex, so I'm valuable and everybody's, I'm cool kind of thing or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, or even, or even just like, you know, this goal, whatever it is you're trying to set out and, and whether or not it works is indicative on, you know, how, like yourself, your self-worth and like how you feel, you know, like, it, like once I get this thing, I know I'll, I'll be useful or, or I'll at least feel useful or at least there will be like a reason for me to be around, you know, seeking the validation from the outside source. Uh, yeah, being validated like externally instead of internally. Yeah, and, and and I've I've found that especially recently, I think because I because um because I'm starting to kind of uh, put myself out there a little bit more, I'm realizing how much of that validation I need, and how much I overdo it sometimes. Um, that, and, and and it's go ahead, go ahead. That uh, so I I told you like we we texted about like how I, I was really mad at work like I was. Mm -hmm. And like I, I listened to that personality hacker module thing, yeah. Uh, and how we're we're so focused on being right, like it, it's kind of our it, it's it's kind of like a our one of our like a vice for us is like we we value you know our TI logic. We're always thinking in accuracy, getting things right. Uh, we value that so much, and that we start seeking validation from being right or from you know what you're saying of these external sources like finding validations like logically getting to these points of like if i get this person i'm i'm gonna be validated uh, it, it's like we logically think that and it, it's like kind of a from ti am i making sense with that does that make sense what i'm saying yeah no you're totally you're totally i'm totally tracking <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah if you weren't an I intp you might not be able to <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we we think like we think so much about about like for me a big one is you know uh i i don't necessarily want to be in charge at work but i want to be listened to and, and respected and, and respected and appreciated and for me going about it like so i i just got in myers break this year during like quarantine so it's really yeah yeah like i this is uh i would say i've been in this for three or four months maybe mm -hmm. um but kind of going into it you know cs joseph really deeply uh kind of stuff um I, I going about it in an unhealthy way is like i need to be in charge and i know how i, I know how important i am to the company that i work for and so i can get away with murder like and i i i i you know, I can do all kinds of things. I can leave work. I can I can do a no show, and I wouldn't get fired. It, it's happened multiple times. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm not gonna go to work, or I'm gonna leave at 
you know, right after lunch because I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and but and then like knowing that and being like, you need to put me in charge. But then having this, you know, terrible, terrible employee behavior, <laughs> but being mm-hmm. you guys need to put me in charge. And it, it's not because I want to be in charge. It's because I want to make the money and I want that validation. You know, that external validation of like being like the smart one and, you know, or whatever. And so that weekend that I was telling you about, like, I was so mad and I listened to that podcast and like that was one of the things that they, you know, they said or uh, the module, whatever it was, that you need to search for your internal validation. You need to find your internal worth and that you, you know, you need to figure out what you want to be right about. Like you can't be right you can you know we have probably a good potential to be right about pretty much everything we talk about but it's not worth it if we're always trying to be right to everybody and in turn proving them wrong when they're wrong and basically you know (laughs) low sensor exterior sensing not being able Mm -hmm. to know how we make people feel we just have to learn to like not not worry about it like okay it's not right and i know it's not right and that's okay and but you know for other things like for me i'm catholic and it's kind of funny (laughs) stuff i've been talking about Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but uh it's like for me like the eucharist is like a huge thing to be right about like when it comes to like doctrine and scripture like you can't really get around it like if if you logically approach it you're going to end up in a catholic church eating the eucharist as much as you can eucharist being communion body of christ blood of christ mm-hmm. uh i know i know you're christian but you're not catholic so um <laughs> not trying to not trying to rub you wrong on this but no 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 so i'm actually interested in learning more about catholicism since there obviously are parallels um but anyways continue <laughs> So like and, and so I, I I got into missionary work in college like I, that's awesome uh, and I I really wanted to be a missionary but like turned out the missionary that like one of the missionaries who like helped me like find my faith like he was more of just like a facilitator he would invite me to stuff and you know I would go to the Bible study but in the Bible study I'd rub everyone wrong because they would bring up some subject and I'd be like well yeah this 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 and it means this and this is the lesson that we learned from it and y'all want to sit here and kind of digest it but like dude it's right there like just understand (laughs) (laughs) yep let's move on (laughs) like and so I would rub people wrong that in that way and so like I probably would have been a great missionary because I just have a I have a zeal that I, a lot of other people don't have. Um, I guess I guess I struggle with the temptation of women more than I should. But uh, even but even with this Myers Briggs stuff, like you know, going back to work and and uh, women, like the the approaches that I had, like with women, like what you were talking about, how you would ideate somebody, I would ideate women and. It even happened like this year, like before the quarantine, like I, there's this girl that, you know, I like and I, I started to like we, we get along really great. And like she would like she was showing me the signs of like she liked me, but she has like a boyfriend. Like it was like, uh. <laughs> and then so like 
me, like, I started to think, like, I, I, I wanted to, like, approach it and be like, you know, we don't really even talk that much, but when we do talk, it's, like, fantastic, and, like, you know, she shows all the signs of a girl liking somebody when she's around me, like, she makes a point to say goodbye to me, and, like, you know, just different things that were just, like, you know, it, you're giving me signs, like, I'm getting mixed signals here kind of thing, mm-hmm. and, but, like, mm-hmm. so the quarantine happened, and, like, we stopped seeing each other because of, you know, everybody's in quarantine. And like, I just started like ideating her, ideating her, ideating. And like, I got to the point where I was like, I got to do something about this. And like, I I know, I knew it wasn't like the best way to approach it or anything, but like, I just like had to tell her, I was like, man, you're really pretty. And then she's like, I have a boyfriend kind of thing. And like, yeah, cut it down. But like I knew that the way that I was coming at it wasn't good, and but mm-hmm. but I had to do it because I had to break out of that ideation, and so that of her, and to it, <laughs> I feel like now now I'm like more, quarantine's done and like I see her around now, and it's like she stresses me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. The point that I the point that I was getting at, and well, I was curious because I've had this experience myself, just in some of what you were saying in terms of like you're showing me the signs. Um, I have I definitely, and, and you can tell me if you do this, um, is that like when I was in that space and trying to figure out and play that game, is I would stack up evidence in my favor. Um, Confirmation and, bias kind of thing. What's that? Confirmation bias kind of thing. Yeah, and like even and of course you know I swear that I'm being objective, um, but. Of course I'm not, but basically I would do that logic pyramid thing where, you know, I was like, oh, well, there's this is evidence, you know, she said goodbye to me. And then that, you know, further confirms the next thing. Whenever the next thing comes up, I can look back at the last one and say, oh, well, that worked out. And then this worked out when you could also like it also could just be a really close friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that's where TI kind of messes up sometimes is because we get so subjective about everything. Um, and even though we can, you know, we can be really good at, you know, using logic and logicking things out. Right. But if that basis is like faulty in any way, then we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess what, it, what has been your experience of, forcing yourself to grow like how have you been forcing yourself to grow i would say the number one thing recently was uh putting stuff out on reddit and and even starting this up (laughs) um like seriously so like basically what i did was i i posted if anyone was interested in doing a podcast on reddit the intp reddit for um for for you this podcast and then another what's that the pretty drag group (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um and and you saw I you saw this cuz you ended up responding to it, but then I also went to the Reddit of my favorite band and I was like, "Hey, does anybody want to make music?" Um because basically I had tried doing so many MBTI videos on, by myself, and I also tried making music so much by myself, and then I realized like I'm getting into my head way too much. And at this point I don't really know if my stuff is good or not, and I don't really like. I, I, I'm so into my whole, my, I'm so into my own head that I can't even see straight. So I need to just start 
working on these ideas with other people and actually getting them out. Um, and so, yeah, I would say in terms of like growth is actually working with other people and like making these ideas that I have come into reality and not just stay in my head. Um, so yeah, and, and it takes energy. It takes so much energy for me. It really does, especially with um, the Discord server that I started for the other um, the music thing that I put out and a lot of people responded and so I was like okay I'm going to make a discord server and we can all chat in there it takes so much energy for me to like check in with everybody and like do my part to keep this thing going um, but I'm trying I, I think that's where FE comes in I'm, I'm trying to work on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so um for me, it's it, it's it's forcing myself to do new things. Okay, so any more more so. Well, that well, so any is where optimism comes from. Uh, it, it's it's basically how we see the you know possibility in like getting out, making this world somewhere we want to live, kind of thing. Because I mm -hmm. th I think that's a classic INTP, you know. At, personality thing is just this world's not enough and it's got to be better kind of thing you know what i mean yeah and it's <laughs> I, I so for for me it's like uh yesterday i i you know i always i i can buy fajitas and barbecue and grapes and my friend he had his uh had a birthday last week and i just you know i didn't go to he got a hotel and i didn't go see him and so uh, I bought fajitas to, like, you know, celebrate with them and, like, you know, a couple of our friends. And I was like, but I have to do something new. So I'm not going to, for me, like, but I got the ATV. It's our grocery store here in Texas. And I, I got I got to the store and it, it like, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what to buy. Like, I was like, I just had to go with the regular. But I was like, okay, but I have to do something new that I've never done with this, you know, fajita yeah. Thing. So I bought I bought like like super crazy like three Italian cheese like cheese for it and like no you know we're here in the south it's like normally it's like Mexican cheese like that's what you buy with fajitas and that's what I normally would have bought but like just it, it sounds so dumb but like it was it's practice yeah it was some of the best damn cheese I've had. <laughs> like well that's good it was so good it was like this three cheese and you know before that like uh sunday you know i wanted to wake up and you know go out to eat like for me like money is like i'm real super super frugal are you super frugal with your money yeah okay uh it, normally i'm super super frugal and like to the point where like i, I can i can live so cheap man like I, my yeah. living is super cheap because I, I i can do it and i can do it well and i can actually live well like not not like living in poverty like i can live mm -hmm. well and cheaply um but like what i was saying earlier like i went to a, there's a new restaurant and i forgot my wallet uh, when i went there because i was doing some other stuff some other errands and i forgot my wallet and like i forced myself to go home get my wallet and drive back to the new restaurant that wow <laughs> and when i when i went in there uh it like it was kind of this cool french restaurant that they just opened next to my house and uh i was talking to the bartender and then this girl shows up 
and she's like you know dressed all like artsy and stuff and like turns out her it was, the bartender was her boyfriend but also when i got there like one of the like managers i think like really good looking girl like looked at me but like she like locked eyes with me and i was like no way there's like no way and uh-huh. uh uh it, there's like no way she's not interested but like it was like the look like there's evidence you know what i mean and mm-hmm. uh like she kind of like avoided me after that but then i started talking to the girl who came in and then we started talking about myers briggs and i personality typed her and like i, I made her read the description and she was like yeah that's me I, i've gotten really good at personality typing i can, I can personally type most people within four questions yeah um, and like we just like i i was like it, it was weird like it, it was an external validation thing where like her and her boyfriend like were getting so into it and like i was just like talking so well about it and the intp and like how i struggle like how I, my you know in ti my interior thinking i can accurate make things very accurate and like the guy at the bartender was like dude you need to be a therapist and i was like well my problem <laughs> the problem that <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah I, I would probably make a good therapist and if people would listen but I, the problem that i have is like I'll, I'll tell people you know things and at the same time this you know really good looking manager woman like she had to, she had to be in the same age range as me it's like walking by she keeps walking by and so i'm getting right uh, i'm getting ready to leave and like she starts like drying a glass like right in front of me like and and like i was like okay i just gotta like what's your name hey how's it going and she got like really giddy like like and i'm I'm not talking like she's a like she's a good looking woman like good Mm -hmm. girl and like so she's getting all like giddy with me and like and I'm like, you're the INTJ, you're the manager, you're the boss, you gotta be the INTJ. And she's like, oh, I don't know, whatever I am. Yeah. It was like, it, it was funny how like happy she was, but like how giddy she was getting too. Mm-hmm. And like, and like for me, it was like it was forcing myself to go get out there and go go to a new restaurant. Like I knew I was gonna pay twenty bucks for something for a meal that I probably could have spent three dollars on at home you know (laughs) and save money but like forcing myself to like go out and just experience something new whether it's like the cheese and the fajitas or it's the new restaurant just doing new things like whatever it is it no matter how small it just has to be new and different from what i've always done no because you're totally right and the thing that kind of got me is um you know, obviously, you didn't expect half of what happened there to happen. Not at all. <laughs> you were just you were just going to eat, and and I think that that is a, one of the things that really trips us up when we're worried about doing something is that we think we have all of the possibilities figured out, and a lot of time, a lot of times, we don't. Because uh, I mean, a you can't ever really truly figure something out, right? You know, and figure out the future. Um, but anyways, that's more of a, like an INTJ, INFJ thing where, I mean, they can kind of tell this is what's going to happen. I mean, that that is not our strong suit. Um, we're all about this is what might happen and that's what might happen. And I think because we kind of look at all the different possibilities, we think we have them all figured out. Um, and then we try to pick one. And normally it's a negative one that we think is probably it's not going to work out or whatever. 
but um yeah i i I, th- I think just kind of remembering that like we actually don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> like i like i i ex- uh when i posted i didn't expect anybody to respond when i posted anything um any of the the posts that i did on reddit about putting myself out there and saying hey does you want to work on this you want to work on that i was not expecting anything um and i got like 15 replies back you know combined and yeah i mean I, that was not in my plans at all but again yeah we we can't see everything coming <laughs> yeah no but that like it i i think a lot of times um i i wonder how many of those kind of experiences we miss out on without even realizing it by just turning stuff down um like like that's always gotten me so i I would say in terms of growth i am focusing on um you know other people more in terms of like from an fe perspective but i would say that i do try to to um get myself out there more um because yeah i do i i totally i I think this is this whole experience in in terms of even just starting this podcast and everything that's going on with music has kind of shown me how much more i need to do that because like i could be missing out on so many things and and um that some of what i've learned and you know so you know especially the things that we've learned with myers-briggs it's really for other people anyways yeah what do you mean for other people um like you know the like for me i've learned all of this I've learned all of this, and of course, it's helpful for my own life. But at the same time, especially with some of the really, really in-depth stuff, um, it's also just as important to share it as well. Like, for example, I mean, like, imagine if C.S. Joseph never started his YouTube channel. You know, like, I wouldn't know. I who I might not even know. I mean, maybe I would have come around and learned about some of the stuff, but I probably wouldn't even know half of what I know and half of what I've been able to share to other uh, to other people. And who knows who's going to listen to this? I mean, um. And yeah, and I, I think to a certain extent, um, there's like some humility involved in not, in 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 just kind of taking a, a new possibility at face value because you really don't you don't know what's going to happen, and it's almost kind of letting go of control because I do think that is something that we run into a lot. Yeah, control. Um, we we like to. It, well, I, I think that happens when. So what the question I want to ask you is why you're so focused on the FE? Like why are you so focused on the FE like cognitive function? Like that's that's our that's our 3-year-old. That's something that we need to acknowledge. But that's something we don't necessarily need to focus on, you know what I mean? So what what I've kind of, so basically what I and this is when um when CS Joseph was talking about when um I don't know if have you have you listened to when he was talking about like cognitive transitioning? Uh, maybe I've, uh, there's been so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So basically, in the INTP, and, and this is for all of them, but for in the like who are the INTPs um, videos, like his main video, he talks about the four functions, obviously, and so then he talks about how um, FE inferior, if you start working on it, can turn into aspirational, where um, instead of being something that is always kind of you know like biting you um you actually start wanting to you actually start kind of wanting to lean into fe and to you know use all of the information and things that you've built up with ti to actually kind of put it back out into the world like to me um us just doing this right now you know as long as it gets posted which it will um (laughs) um us doing this right now is FE indirectly because someone else could listen to our experiences and hear it. 
Um, and so, like that, that's and so that that that's probably where all the big. From? Go ahead, go ahead. Are, are you saying that's where like altruism kind of comes from? Like our our yeah. world to be better. Uh, yeah, I I I really do think so. And I, I even think I even have noticed because he because he was even talking about how um, you can kind of turn it because, you know, he has this whole four sides of the mind and this is nothing new um, four sides of the mind concept where you can, you know, in certain situations, you know, be more like other personality types. And for us, when we're in our subconscious and, uh, you know, kind of using F.E., even if it's in a negative state, we're kind of more like an ESFJ where everything gets flipped on its head. Um but if we if we start kind of growing that three year old FE, you know, growing it a little bit older, you know, and, and getting it to where it's a little bit more mature, then we can actually kind of take on the positive traits of an ESFJ as well as an ITP, and then you know, we're superheroes now. <laughs> I, I'm more interested in ENTJ subconscious, man. <laughs> and and it's interesting because, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I would be. But I guess I'm, I have never met an ENTJ before, and I live with an ESFJ. Um, and so I've seen it in person, and I've seen kind of how I can mimic it. Um, and so, yeah, I'd be interested to hear more of, like, your experiences with the ENTJ subconscious, especially since, I mean, you mentioned to me prior that, you know, you have had experiences with them before. Yeah, uh, I, I think the, the guy who leads the youth group that I work with, um, because uh, I guess... Uh, I help out with the youth um, because I I think the youth is so valuable for our future. Uh, and I guess that's maybe part of me being in my FE a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but the guy who runs it uh, right now, he's a, I, I believe he's an ENTJ. He's a super control freak. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Um, and he, me and him, like, he he asks what I think, you know, and it's like not a lot of people do that. <laughs> like, what do you? Th- he's like, what do you think about this? Like, you know, if we if we do this retreat and all this COVID stuffs going on, what do you think? Like, do you think we'll be able to do it? Like he like he like specifically made a point to ask that to me, and it's uh, it's like not common. And but he's also like you know he takes charge as. He, he has a bad time remembering things a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I do believe he's an INTP, or not INTP, ENTJ. Uh, and if you, what the, you know, compatibility-wise, you know, his extroverted thinking, you know, uh, feeds into my, my introverted thinking feeds into his extroverted thinking. My extroverted intuition feeds into his uh, introverted intuition. Uh, hit my interior sensing feeds into his exterior sensing and uh, and then my exterior feeling feeds in uh, he's only worried about what he feels with his introverted feelings so, so he doesn't care about what anybody else is feeling and I don't care about what I'm feeling so it's worried it's, it's perfect <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, and it's funny because I I um I've always wanted to. The closest thing that I have to that is an INTJ, um, but I yeah, I've always wanted to meet an ENTJ to ENTJ <laughs> to see. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, to kind of see how that like perfect compatibility would line up. Yeah, and and 
<laughs> so I dated that. I dated that. Uh, I told you about the the Russian girl that I dated. Who's def yeah definitely an ENTJ. But before I knew any of it, <laughs> um, I find myself getting intimidated by ENTJs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely got intimidated by her in a in a in a way. But she was also ruthless. Like it was like she was classic like Russian like Russian. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful, but classic like ruthless like but she was a but she was also in her i see it now entjs are like they need loyalty and she was always afraid that i was going to hit on her friends and i was like i'm not like i'm not doing that Mm -hmm. but she's always accusing me of it of like oh you just want to get with my friends and like she's always like so she started like doing like some screwy things and like i was just like all right this is done this isn't gonna work out. But if I would have known Myers Briggs, I would have been able to acknowledge like she needed the loyalty, and I would have been able to, you know, kind of like let her know that like I was being loyal, <laughs> you know, or yeah, of course it. And uh, but that was that was like years ago. That was like five, six years ago, like way, way before I was even into any of this. Uh, so, but with all this Myers-Briggs stuff, like, it's changed my perceptions of people. It's changed my perception of myself. It's given me optimism. Like, I, I'm a lot more, I, my roommate, I, I was telling him, like, because yeah, I think he's an INTP, but I think he's, uh, he, he's your, he's the kind of the classic INTP. He stayed in the room, man. Like, guy never leaves his room. He goes to work and goes, comes home uh and like never leaves his room kind of thing and like i was like so i was like man like this has like changed my life and i was like i asked him I was like have you noticed any changes in me he's like yeah you're a lot more optimistic like i used to be all pessimistic and kind of bitter towards people like did you have a kind of like an experience like that yeah i i would say i definitely would say that pessimism was a huge thing for me um and I mean, I think it, it still can be at times, but I'm still I but I um I can obviously address it more now. But yeah, like before I was like really kind of I mean, I, I think it really kind of hit maybe about three years ago when I started really looking into these things. But uh, I definitely I definitely felt pessimistic about everything. Um, I had all of those existential questions going on, like, why am I here? Why do I matter? All those kinds of things. Um, and the one thing that I had always kind of felt, and it still comes, you know, from time to time, is that I really felt out of place in the world. Like, I really felt like I, I, I shouldn't be here. Like, there's nothing here for me. There's nothing out reaching out and grabbing me. Um, there's no person reaching out and grabbing me. There's nothing immediately in my face that is like, I want you I care about you or at least I that that was my perspective obviously there were people that cared about me in my life and my friends um but from my perspective I really felt like I didn't belong um and not even by fault of anybody else like I you know I I thankfully I I wasn't bullied very often and I know that's something that a lot of INTPs have gone through so it wasn't by way of anyone else I just didn't feel like I felt like I was supposed to be somewhere else if that makes sense um, and so that would just kind of my motivation for doing anything outside of whatever I had deemed acceptable in my inner world, um, was just so low. 
And one, yeah, once I started looking into Myers-Briggs and specifically the extroverted functions, which, you know, for us, how we perceive the world in terms of like the actual outside world, um, you know, with NE and FE, that's when I really started seeing possibility for once. So I, I would definitely say I had the same experience. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of like why I got on the Reddit. Like I, I was pretty new to Reddit too. Like I, I just like I think the day that like when you posted your thing, it it was like the day before or after I got on Reddit. Um, and so like I, I've been having like this like transcendent experience like with this with personality knowledge, and and like I, I honestly I think our personality has so much to offer like there's so much that our personality has to offer that but there's so many of our personality types that are just unhealthy like they're living in their rooms they're playing wasting their lives playing video games all day when they could go out and be like bill gates or elon musk who are intps Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and and, go ahead ahead. yeah sorry (laughs) i'm I'm doing the intp ramble (laughs) No, it's okay. I'm sure we've done, and it, I'm sure we've done so many of it, so much of it, um, you know, in the past hour or so. Um, but no, I I would definitely I would say that I think part of why so many of us end up in that situation is that, um, it, it, to a certain extent, like kind of what C.S. Joseph was saying in terms of like it's an S.J. world, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, and I get that. You know, and I do understand that, but I think the first part of, I think the first part of kind of overcoming that to a certain extent, because I do think from like a society standpoint, it is harder for certain types. Um, and that's I why think, we, we get into it so much, like, but yeah, because we get so much out of it where other types, they don't really need it because they can, they can do without. Exactly. Like we need, we need more tools to get by. Um, I, I would say that at least for me, the thing that has kind of helped me in dealing with that um, is like, first off, just recognizing that I am different than most people. That doesn't make me special, but I'm different from most people. And just starting there and then starting to slowly kind of figure out, okay, how what does that mean? And, and how how can I still connect with people? And I'm different, so that also means I might be able to bring different things that most people aren't able to bring to the table. Um, and so, it, I mean, and, and it's it's tough because, again, we can start getting, you know, with TI um, up at the top and, you know, even NE2 when those two things work together, you know, we can become really kind of like, you know, we always have the best ideas. We always have – we're always thinking the best things. Um, so it's very easy to get, you know, overconfident in those things. But recognizing that these are strengths that a lot of people actually don't have of seeing things out of the box and seeing abstract concepts and all these different things. Um, recognizing that we can actually bring that to the table. It, it, I think it does kind of start making more sense. Like we start feeling like, okay, we might actually have a place, you know, <laughs> amongst everybody else. Yeah. It, the, you just got to be a little bit thicker skin so that you can learn to deal with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I find myself I find myself um, afraid afraid of the the tribe very often you know like just you know people as a whole um, one-on-one conversations or even just you know you know three-person conversations things like that it's so much easier for me 
Um, but walking into any social situation where I don't know anyone um, and I, I really feel like I'm out on the island, especially knowing that I'm an INTP, it almost kind of works against me to a sense because I'm like, I guarantee there's nobody else here like me. But <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good thing because if I'm just sitting around talking, I mean, I think it is good to connect with INTPs, but if I'm just sitting here talking to like all of the intuitive introverted types just constantly, I'm never going to grow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had a, I've had a lot of trouble like getting interested in the extroverted types. Uh, just I, I I don't. It's like a block that I, I have, except for like ENTJ. But like, uh, they're they're kind of like a they're a funky extrovert. <laughs> they're not. They're yeah. Typical <laughs> extrovert. Uh, but you're definitely right that you know it's you, you can't just talk to the introverted types. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have you gotta have an extrovert adopt you as an <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, would you would you say that? Okay, so, okay, so this is interesting. Like, would you say that you are interested in ENTPs at all? Because I see so many similarities uh, with INTPs. My my honest opinion of ENTPs, they're just drunk INTPs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> they uh, like you, you see it so much in CSJS, like they're like. Like he just likes, and I have a cousin that's a NTP that I just found out uh, recently. He, I love the guy. He's a great guy. Like I, I love CSOs. I think he's a great guy. And just listen to the the how to the social engineering of ENTPs. But mm-hmm. it's like the it, it like made my hair stand on like listening to just do <laughs> the social engineering of his own like ENTPs, his own type. Like mm-hmm. that, like that, it blew me away, and like just like really like made me think so much, like so much more of him. Like I already thought, I already think I have him. I think he's edgy as hell, though, and he it, he <laughs> yeah. acknowledges it, like the way he says stuff, and like he just it, it's just like super edgy, like sometimes. And like my cousin, like I love the guy. He's a great guy. He's he really is. But then like he he like snaps and like has these like temper tantrums, and it's like I don't to be around him i want to hit him like <laughs> and he's like he's he's like 13 years younger than me i i have a i have a group of cousins that i uh like we're kind of like we all hang out and stuff but i'm the oldest of them <laughs> <laughs> and, and i and i'm normally the youngest of everyone i hang out with <laughs> uh so when i when i was great that's how i was um I the I was the youngest in the family for ten years until my uh, my cousin came along who I'm really really good friends with. He's like he's one of my best friends I would say. Um, until he came along, I was the youngest in the family. But also, uh, I when I was like sixteen, I was always hanging out with my brother and his older friends and like doing the older kid thing. And then when I got to and I got older, and then I have, I have a couple of friends that are younger, but I typically always was the youngest one, uh, typically. Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think it helps, like when, uh, especially for INTPs, like who are younger in the family, because I was the same. Um, I think we pick up so many habits, and I think this is Effie, and I think it's other things too, but so many things from older people, and I think we're just. Um, naturally even just like when we're talking about cs joseph and how we're both like yo that guy's the man like i think we just naturally if someone knows more than us 
or like has more experience, we immediately want to get all of that information from them as possible, even if it's subconsciously, um, <laughs> and like take it onto ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, quick question, and I'll edit this out. Um, but we are we're coming up on an hour. I'm good to keep going, but I mean, an hour is an hour. So. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't want uh, we can go for a little bit longer, but I don't want to give you too much to, like, edit, you know, so you don't, like, finish it kind of thing. Yeah, how about we go, we'll go, we'll go to 10, so, it, or, well, you know, 10 for me, so it's 9.50 for both of us, so we'll put, like, you know, we'll do 10 more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing, oh, man, I forgot my question. Oh, I called this out. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question, totally forgot it. Um, learning, oh, no crap. learning knowledge from older people. Uh, like subconsciously like how we, we kind of want to learn so we kind of gear towards older people yeah no i guess i guess i'll kind of uh i'll, I'll ask a similar question because it was kind of in that vein but do you find that do you find that you hang out or like when you when you're around people do you find that you have like different personalities or different versions of yourself for different people because i i do find that a lot of people, or at least I, you know, I've read that a lot of people with FE tend to have that, and I was curious to see if you did. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I kind of maybe would have blamed it on my parents' divorce because, uh, like, divorce. It's they did a study of uh, divorced children, and like one of the things that divorced children say is that they they have to be like chameleons. Uh, and I, I definitely felt that growing up because my parents. That makes total sense because I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, okay. no, that makes total sense. Yeah, so because of that, you don't really have like a, a like a strong um, home base, and like if you have a strong home base, like you you have something to constantly go back to of uh, of like your home life. You know what I mean? But for me, like it was like. I I'd, I'd be with my mom and I'd be this one you know I had I'd be this way with her you know, like and and then I'd go be with my dad and you know that's where my brothers were you know brothers and sister and they were you know parties all the time and like the older kids and I was like the you know the young kid that was tagging along because like my brother was there kind of and like I would be totally different and then I'd you know go to school and be totally different and I, I definitely felt that. And even in high school, like, I had such an array. Like, I, I did you have the experience of having, um, like, just, like, such a wide variety of friends or, like, that if you put them in the same room, like, no one would get along. But you'd get along with everyone because so you knew them all. But all, like, like, your different friends that you have, like, you got, like, a friend over here who's, like, a thug gangster and but y'all get along great and then over here you got and i'm actually kind of speaking from experience like actual people in my life uh i had this one friend over here who's like one of my best friends is he's like the he was the christian kid like he was like everyone knew him as like the christian kid who had the bible and then yet i had the thug friend over here who sold drugs and you know did all kinds of crazy stuff and like but i could i could go each one and like fit it I, I yeah I definitely had that experience. I even um even at my youth group I would I would always like you know I would be friends with quote unquote like the normal people within the group, but then I would also talk to the people that no one else was talking to, <laughs> <laughs> and for a reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> but of course, I'd be the guy like, no, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like, no, he's great. Like, I, <laughs> I, I do think that, I do think to a certain extent, um, that is because we we search for novelty in people. Um, and so if no one else is talking to this guy, you know, we're going to be like, okay, well then there must be something interesting going on there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like, I've even found in some instances that I will like enter into a friendship or like, you know, engage with somebody intentionally um, because like they seemed interesting and then I get bored of them and then it's like, okay, but now we're in a friendship and I need to keep this up. <laughs> Like, I don't like, have you ever had that before where like you get bored of someone or at least like, um, the intrigue is kind of faded now that you know them better? Yeah, definitely. Like I need to take a break from this person because if, you know, we keep hanging out, it's just not going anywhere. So like, let's, I'm going to disappear for a while. <laughs> kind of. And, and I think that I've always found like in terms of, I've always, I've always found that just even in friendships that I've had for years and years, I'm always monitoring where they're going and, and like how the relationship is developing. And if it's going deeper, are we drifting apart? Are we coming together? Um, and I, I think that comes back to like how much INTPs need momentum in everything almost, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I can't, I can't go on a normal date with like a girl and like expect it to like you know develop like it has to be like we have to go to a concert like we have to go to like a we have to do something that's like there has to be something for me to create a relationship with somebody like it can't be just like a like we meet and talk and it just kind of the talking doesn't do it for me i guess like it they like Huh. have some kind of momentum like that the the russian girl like she invited me to a edm concert <laughs> like mm -hmm. and like that's how we started dating like we like I, we went to a concert together and uh, i i just multiple you know like different relationships that i've had if like that's how they start like they start with something crazy like it's like something that we can have like a memory of like i guess that's si uh you have for me to have a relationship with someone like something interesting happens that I can you know go back to think on about them. And then... Yeah, no, that see, it's interesting because I'm actually the opposite in the sense that like I just want to sit down and talk, like, um, and I think yeah, no, I, I'm talking like just like the formation, like that. I, I, I totally okay, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And and I would say I would say that I'm like that to a certain extent. Like but like what I'll do is for example, if I'm interested in someone, like or they like I just look at them from across the room and they just seem interesting. Like I I would want to go and just sit down at a table and just like pick their brain. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but then I like I, I've also had the experience of like freaking people out that way. Like, I... oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and like i i think for me i don't know I, you you tell me if you're like this for me i'm pretty much an open book like i'm comfortable with talking about My like, like i'm comfortable with talking yeah. what's that your your faults and your weaknesses and like the shit yeah. you deal with and like it, it it's it, i i i think cs joseph might have talked about like we can typically be too revealing too fast yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> and and it's almost like what I'll do is like I'll share something about myself thinking that the other person is going to share something back and then they don't always and then I'm like okay now I'm oversharing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like oh, oh. and it doesn't go into the conversations not going anywhere and you're like do I share more or do I just leave what do I do yeah <laughs> And like, and I'll even ask, like, I remember I was asked, I was getting to know this one person, right? Um, and he mentioned that he had depression. And I asked him, I was like, so what is it like? And he was like, you want me to talk about my depression? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. <laughs> like, don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> like he like, he didn't understand that you just wanted to like, talk about it. Yeah, and I guess, I guess, like, and, and I understand this now, but it's almost kind of like, um, w like this, like, you, you want me to talk about something that, like, you know, I deal with on a daily basis that, you know, I guess for him, you know, he might not have been, who knows what type he was, but that might have been something that he wasn't comfortable sharing, like, you know, he might have been, like, an INTJ or something, it's like, you want me to share you want me to share? Like, just in general? Like, why would I share? <laughs> well, he also could have not been used to it because, like, he, people typically don't want to talk about your depression. That's not something like, that's not like a fun conversation yeah. for most people. But as an INT, mm -hmm. it's like, you're like, what's it like? You know, am I, do I have depression? Am I depressed? Like, what's it like for you? Like, you do this when are you you're depressed you do this when you're depressed i don't do yeah or like i do that <laughs> i am depressed damn it <laughs> i which okay i i've definitely had i've definitely worried that i was at certain points but then i kind of i i googled you know okay like clinically medically what is the definition i was like okay no i don't think i am you know and i just really i'm really upset about something at, at a certain point and i i i think i worried about it just because because we don't exercise effie a lot when something happens and we're really kind of in the grips of it it feels so intense and out of control that we're like okay something must be wrong <laughs> why are things so good right now something's wrong <laughs> yeah yeah or even like if something goes wrong and and, and like you're like you know circumstantially and it's like, you know, you're really, really crushed about it because you don't exercise your emotions healthily. So you're not just like a normal sad. You're like a, the entire world is ending sad. And so then you're just like, I don't I don't know what to do. Is there something wrong with me? I'm feeling. <laughs> uh, I, I, I definitely had struggles with depression. Um, it, it's kind of it, it's definitely been something that's come up quite a bit uh, in my life. Um, not, not lately. I, I guess I was kind of in a depression when I first started learning about Myers-Briggs stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I feel like it's kind of helped me pull it, pull myself out of it and be more healthy in my personality. Uh, before, before I was learning about Myers-Briggs stuff, I would definitely say that I was average on an average person, average INTP in terms of health but with a more of a tendency to be unhealthy. Um, but I've also had times in my life where I've been extremely healthy uh, and have done great things uh, just in general. Like, uh, I, you know, just charity-wise, like helping people. Yeah, no, that that's really cool. And, like, um, I, I do think that is where we're at our most healthiest like 
I, I think for like an ESFJ, for example, I mean, they're helping, quote unquote, helping people. I mean, helping people can be obviously picked apart in terms of what you're actually doing. But, you know, they're in the mindset of helping people like all the time um, to the point where they might be like over helping people where it's like, OK, now I'm not taking care of myself. So then they need to look at TI and it's like that's where they're actually most healthiest. I think it's the opposite for us. Um, because I think we're so in our head all the time and we're filtering everything through, um, TI that helping people really is where we're at our best, I think. And it's all, but it's also where we can actually get attacked by people because we, we know how to help and, but people don't want to hear the truth, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to hear what's wrong. They just want to feel good. And we tell them like hey you know you're doing this and this and uh have have you seen the video of the the girl with the nail in her head no wait what (laughs) (laughs) so it's like it's like a it's this guy it's like a i i think it's an intp spoof video and or i don't know it might just be like a funny video um but this guy is sitting on a couch with this girl and she's like i have this headache and it's just right between like right here and i just i i, I don't know what it is it just hurts like mm-hmm. <laughs> well you know there's a nail there and you know maybe that's why hey, you're just not listening to me why won't you listen <laughs> i just i just want you to be comfortable like i just want you to like listen like oh okay 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 and, like it just hurts so bad well you know the the nail why won't you listen to me <laughs> and he's like okay like i'll listen to you and like listens to her and like they and then she gets happy and then like they like go to kiss and like the nail like bonks the guy in the head. <laughs> like, oh my word <laughs> it, 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 but like that that's kind of like the experience that we have is like the nail in your head like it's there like you look in the mirror there's a nail like why don't you see it <laughs> And like, yeah, but they're like, why won't you listen? Like, I like they just like they're, they're like the comfort or whatever that people crave so much. <laughs> and, and it's interesting. And I'll 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 say this and then we should probably wrap up. Um, but like, I, I actually it's interesting because there's always that stereotype of, you know, INTPs just like saying the truth and then the other person getting hurt. And like, yes, I've had that to a certain extent. But I'm actually, I actually am so worried that that's going to happen that I actually, a lot of times, I see so many things that are going wrong with someone and I don't say anything that, at that, all. But that's maturity. Like, that's, a, that's, that's an INTP maturity. Like, that, that's what I was saying earlier about, like, always being right, like, trying to be right to everybody. You're, you know, you're going to have a crappy life because you're going to, you know, you're going to distance yourself from a lot of people doing that and so you that's actually something positive i would say yeah i I think i think so to a certain degree i i just i for me i think i overdo it at times like i think like say for example you know i have a really close friend that i care about and you know i know that okay this person is doing something wrong but i am so non-confrontational that i just don't even i don't even attempt to say anything you know where you know like even like i even had um my infj friend um she was telling me about some things that she was doing 
And she was like, you know, sometimes I'm not saying that you enable me, but you certainly don't stop me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I I don't know. I like, I feel like if I tell you, no, you're doing the wrong thing, you're headed down the wrong path and you're going to get like really mad at me. And it's like, well, who am I to tell you, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And and so I find it, I find it interesting because I always kind of went against the grain of that stereotype in terms of like, just like saying what's on my mind. And then if I do say it, I'm very, I'm very affiliative with it where I'm like, well, you might like maybe might be doing something wrong. Like, what do you think about that? Not like just telling it like it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So I I guess for that, I would say you kind of just, you need to know when you need to say something. Like if if it's like a little thing, like, you know, she's wearing her hair in a way that looks bad. You know, you probably shouldn't, like, uh, I know uh, we did this event at the church uh, last Sunday, of, uh, and I saw this girl, I was a, I was an usher sitting people down for this guy who was giving a talk on chastity. Uh, he, uh, this girl came in, and, like, I, I, I'd seen her around, I kind of know her, and she had her fly down. And, like, me, I wanted to be, like, flies down. Like, hey, like, I wanted to help her out. Like, mm-hmm. but, like, at the same time, like, I was like, that's probably not, you know, my place. Like, I should probably just not say anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, if you, if, if your friend is like, man, I think I'm going to go try heroin. Like, well, should I go try heroin? <laughs> See, like, if she were to say that, I'd be like, well, maybe that's not the best <laughs> idea. I, I wouldn't be like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I guess I'm more forceful. Like with my friends. Yeah. Like I, I like if like they were like I'd be like no you're a dumbass stop like don't do yeah no see I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think I'm a little bit on the other side. Like where you're like I don't want to say things to my friends. Like I'm like no I need to help my friends because I see them doing dumb things. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but, like <laughs> I, I I think for me it, it comes from like either feeling like i'm either not going to be listened to or that they're going to get mad at me um and i see it's interesting and i think and see it's funny because i i know that i'm an itp but i think a lot of times i lean into fe a lot and so it makes me wonder sometimes because like a lot of times i i won't be the type to be like well if i'm right and you guys all hate me that's fine like, I, I've never been that way. I've always been like, wait, no, please don't hate me. <laughs> like, like I won't, like, I'll, I'll calm it down. Like, I won't be the, the, the type to alienate everybody in the room. Like, I, I will, like, totally, like, just keep my mouth shut and fall in line. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't, I hate the line. I, 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 I can do it, and I do it, but I hate it. Like, I would rather disrupt. I would rather disrupt the room. I'd rather make, I'd rather go into a room and make everyone think about their existence in life and, like, is it uh-huh. it than, than to just, like, I, I know there's times where, you know, I, I don't want to do that because I do just want, you know, the room to be good. But, like, me, like, a, on, like, a, like, an interior motivation, like, I want to make people think. Like it, it's a it's a big motivation for me to like make people think outside the box and more, uh, and I so what I did bring up earlier about the FE thing like how you might be leaning into it too much like that's one of the things they talked about it uh, uh, on that personality hacker module that I did or am doing uh, is like it, it, if you get stuck in your child like you're letting your child drive 
and you know you know that you, you've heard the analogy the driver the co-pilot the 10 year old three-year-old mm-hmm. you're you might be letting your three-year-old drive the car too much uh to put it in analogy i could totally see that now that you say it <laughs> <laughs> so like I, like cause that, was, that was like one of the when you're like hey what do you want to talk about let's talk about fe like that's you know like that's what you wanted to start with like the first off the bat um so maybe maybe it's something for you to think about is like maybe you're maybe you're letting fe drive too much and you need to you need to be thinking and you know using your intuition more and like you know acknowledge your three-year-old but don't let it drive all the time so if you made it this far into the podcast thank you for listening carl's mic actually died right after he got into a really great point about the dangers of stressing our inferior function as an ITP um, while we're trying to work on it. And even just reflecting over the next couple of days after we recorded, I could totally see how I was stressing, extroverted feeling as I was trying to work on it. And so I would love to talk about that topic some more in the future. So yeah, that's all we got for this podcast. Stay tuned for future podcasts. Uh, we're going to be, the next couple podcasts we have in mind, we're going to be talking about INTP stereotypes, which ones are true, which ones are false, and we're also going to be getting more in-depth with uh, some of the functions and uh, some of the functions of the INTP and how they work. So stay tuned for those upcoming podcasts, and once again, thank you guys for listening to this one.